What's up, everybody? Welcome to a party chat reactions to Ubisoft Forward. I'm Logan Corkins, joined by my partner in crime and the man who really wishes I would stop talking about Mahomes, Austin Campbell. Yes, yes, we know. Mahomes signed a new contract. Let's get over it. Let's just get over it. He's going to make a lot more money than we ever will. <laughs> ever. Oh, whatever for the Kansas City, man, okay? <laughs> he, he's going to make more in two days than we will make in our whole entire lives. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. He makes more in a second than I do in a day working nine hours. Uh, and my favorite esports writer, of course, we got Kale joining us today. Hello there. Uh, yeah, uh, I deal with blood that much money like in the daily, just from contracts and esports, and I'm just like, <laughs> God, I like, can I make like a third of that? Like right. <laughs> over the course of like three, I'll I'll take a three year deal for like a third of that money, please. Thank yeah. you. That's what Kirk Cousins is gonna have to settle for in his next contract. <laughs> people, if today he gets one. Was, if he gets one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's a whole other debate. Uh, which, hey, speaking of which, sports is coming back. People, July 29th, uh, season two of Trash Talk kicks off. Austin and I are back talking about our favorite sports and Mahomes and all that good stuff. We'll be back. July 29th. Today, though, was a big day in the summer of gaming. Of course, we've been bringing you all the reactions across the board from EA Play to the PlayStation 5 games event. Of course, we have an Xbox One coming up here in a uh, what, week and a half. Uh, but we've been recapping all the major E3 conferences, even though it's not E3, but it is E3. I don't know. Summer of gaming. That's what we call it, people. Ubisoft went today, and guys, without giving any spoilers... Let's kind of give some overall impressions. Austin, how'd you feel about this conference? Uh, I think it got, you know, there's a detriment towards it because of all the leaks. <laughs> we kind of knew everything that was coming out. Like, nothing really, sh I, nothing really shocked me as far as what was coming out. We didn't see, like, Skull and Bones and stuff like that. But, I mean, this is all stuff, the three big games I'm really excited for. I'm excited for each, each one of them and for different reasons. And, um... So for me, they sold it well. I just think that most of their like hype value kind of went away when we pretty much saw everything that they were going to put out. You know, it just nothing, nothing, nothing like a big surprise or anything like that. Kale, what about you? Uh, I don't play a lot of Ubisoft games typically. Uh, I'm 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 okay with like Assassin's Creed. I have played a, a few of them. Uh, I I really like what I played of Odyssey. I'm I'm playing through it right now, uh, and I'm excited for Valhalla because I'm big in Norse mythology. But right. uh, for the most part, out, like outside of that, uh, I was hoping to see m more of like gods and monsters and like their indie stuff, uh, which that we that we didn't really get yep. a look at uh, because this yeah. was kind of focusing on their bigger titles that were going to better like the stuff that'll get stakeholders like and shareholders and all those like the monetary things flowing rather than like the stuff that'll excite like the, the little communities because Ubisoft puts yeah. out some really good like indie artsy stuff that I'm very into uh, and. Uh, since we didn't get a lot of that, like the Valhalla stuff kept me like entertained, uh, and a lot of it looked really cool. And like, uh, like they're they're going into the way that I really like uh, what Odyssey did, uh, yes. where it like leaned really heavily into like some of the RPG mechanics while still keeping that Assassin's Creed charm. Yep. And it looks like they're just doing more of that, and I'm very excited because uh, the creative team behind like the Assassin's Creed, especially now that they've kind of distanced themselves from like some of the stuff that people didn't like about like the original trilogy plus like some of the add-ons. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they, it feels like they've got a lot more creative freedom now and I'm very excited to see where they go with like all the, this different take on Norse mythology that doesn't look as, mm. um, 
as because uh, God of War is very like a, the mythical side of like Norse mythology, where it's like all like all in the realm of fantasy and like everything. Whereas this is like very realistic. It's trying to tell a story about like Vikings and how they like actually interacted with people, how they are like they're not just like the brutes that people played them out to be. And I'm very excited to see that side of the story and see how people compare those two ideologies of uh, this really, really famous mythology. There's a lot here to break down. Uh, let's let's dive right into it, boys. So before the actual show, we did have a pre-show. And I'm going to kind of quickly go through these, then we'll ask some uh, opinions here. Uh, we got a new look at Curious Expedition 2. Then Ubisoft uh, went into their, uh, basically, their partnership with Apple TV uh, Plus for Mythic Quest, which... He is, if you guys have listened to Land Party Podcast, you know I freaking love this show. I think it's one of the best ones of the year. Uh, the Crew 2 is getting some 80-themed uh, vanity items. And then Trials Rising is getting its longest track in Trials history. Uh, AI teammates are back in Ghost Recon Breakpoint starting July 15th. And July 16th through the 20th, you're going to get Ghost Recon Breakpoint for free as a trial period. Uh, guys, anything in there worth uh, really talking about? Uh, I just want to break down, just to break out and talk about Mythic Quest for a minute because yes, I brought this absolutely. up. Uh, so since I'm uh, obviously everybody's working remote, a lot of people are working remotely right now. But as a freelance esports writer, like oh, our all of our stuff is remote. So right. in one of our sit downs, where every couple weeks we'll sit down with everybody and we'll have a chat about just like life and stuff, we talked about Mythic Quest, and we were I was making I was making fun of it because uh, the trailers were so bad. When oh, they yeah. showed it at E3 last year or two years ago or whatever, and I had never watched the show, and then but two of my coworkers uh, were very excited about it because they love watching bad TV. So they went and watched it, came back to me and reported very good, and I should watch it. And I was like, I don't know about this, so I went and read reviews, and it's actually like people love this show so much uh, that I'm actually going to have to get Apple TV Plus to watch this show, <laughs> and I never thought I'd say those words. <laughs> Uh, Austin, yep. anything? Austin, have you had a chance to watch Mythic Quest yet? You and I have talked about it a little bit. I have not, and you know, it's it's definitely something that's on my list to watch, uh, as as well as the M Night Shyamalan series that's on Apple TV. I do want to see that as well. But Rob McElhenney is a genius. I mean, you know me. I've I love it's always sunny in Philadelphia. This is this is just his new venture, and he's getting more into video games. And I know he's pushing for to be Joel in the last of us HBO series. <laughs> we'll see if he can get Neil Druckmann to side with him on that. So we'll see about um, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, um, other than that, you know, nothing really crazy. I am interested to try Breakpoint Cause I know starting out Breakpoint was really rough and not yeah. well accepted as well as wildlands was. And I know my friends who really, really got into wildlands that I played with them on co-op, they got Breakpoint and they were just like, nah, it's just like, if if Wildlands is a ten, then Breakpoint's just kind of like a five. It's just mediocre. It's just not as good and just an overall quality and story and everything like that. So uh, I'll be interested to see about trying that for free and maybe you know playing some co-op with friends. But uh, other than that, I watched some Trackmania stuff. I like Trackmania and Trials. I that's I'm play not on good at Epic, it. isn't it? The newest one. Yeah, it is. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it. Out. I think I downloaded it uh, because one of my friends watched somebody do it, and he was like, "We need to play this." And I was like, yeah. okay, "I'm gonna try." Looks, it Track, looks interesting. Track Mania is a lot of fun. My my favorite Track Mania was on the DS. That's a, that's still my favorite Track Mania of all time. But uh, Track Mania Turbo is, is really really fun. Really really fun, especially if you like arcade racing. Yeah. So 
for me on the pre-show, yes, Mythic Quest is my favorite show of the year uh, so far. It, it is brilliantly written. Um, they do a COVID or quarantine episode that is just pure genius. Um, I know I've talked about it before, but yes, my girl Ashley Burke, who voices my favorite character of all time, Aloy, is a amazing actress in this, and it's weird seeing her actually like you know her face and everything you're not used to seeing that with these voice actors and so they've really kind of tied the gaming world together in a weird unique beautiful way and then for like those fans of community danny pooty isn't it Dan? i can't mm. yeah yeah he's he's fantastic in it there's so many good little easter eggs and 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 just beautiful things there's a cory barlog easter egg that if you find it yes you'll love it it's a raw okay. Rob does a great Corey Barlog joke, and it's it's fantastic in it. Uh, guys, digging into the conference itself, though, let's talk about the real show, and we kick off with Watch Dogs Legion. Of course, we've known this game is coming. It's, it's been talked about already. It's been showed. But on October 29th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, we are getting Watch Dogs Legion, which we put you in the world of London. Uh, Kale, let me start off with this. What did you think of this new trailer that we saw for Watch Dogs Legion? I thought they did a good job expanding on exactly how the new mechanics and everything work for people who didn't get to see, like, uh, the extra gameplay or whatever that was shown off at, like, E3 last year or after other presentations and stuff because it's kind of been behind closed doors, even though it hasn't been, like, necessarily a secret. Um, right. So a lot of the new mechanics and stuff got a real chance to shine like the uh the cargo drone from the uh the worker uh, yes so, like you actually got to ride the cargo drone and stuff so they're adding like elements to where not only do you affect like the environment around you but you can implement new elements to that environment depending on your abilities so that's actually a really cool thing that i think uh is going to play a lot into some of those uh different characters uh, I'm personally not a huge Watch Dogs guy I, the first one was okay the second one was better but i'm i never i didn't end up finishing it uh, I'm gonna wait on this one, but I'm it. It looks a lot more uh, diverse and interesting, and is taking a very different and cool path uh, compared to the more linear style of specifically the first one. Austin, when you look at this trailer and everything, was there anything that stood out specifically about this game that you're like, this is why I, it's a must play for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I really just like the versatility of all the different missions. You know, it's, you know, that's one thing that always intrigued me about Hitman was just the ability to do all the different uh, types of missions in different ways. Um, and this one is just going to be like totally different characters with totally different play sets. And I love that they use like construction worker <laughs> worker and with the nail gun uh, as a weapon and then, uh, you know, the hacker and and stuff like that, assassin. And so. I, I do really hope that I can be anyone that it's not locked to certain specific people. You know, it's not going to be, I want it to be, you know, they made it sound like it was every NPC and I really hoping that's true. Cause it's just, it, it kind of lets you just like find that one person. You just go around the world, find that one person like, Oh, that, that person reminds me of myself or looks like me. And so, and I get to play as that person and do different things. And so I, I like the versatility. The only thing, that I'm worried about is the fact that there's so much switching over and so much stuff. I'd rather play this on the new consoles because I feel like there's going to be a lot of loading times. Yeah. That was the next, that was the next question I was going to ask for both of you. Are you buying this for PS4? Or are you buying this for the next gen consoles? 
Well, it says next gen release coming soon. They didn't confirm like it's because mm-hmm. I mean the consoles probably won't be out by October 29th. It'll probably be November release dates for the consoles. So I figure uh, that means it'll probably be like the early 2021. Uh, this will mm-hmm. be coming to the next gen with all the optimizations and stuff available since Ubisoft has already been working on that kind of stuff right. uh, for uh, for Assassin's Creed and all that. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, for me to pick it up if I'm waiting for it, uh, if because if, uh, I don't know if they said what they said Watchdogs. Uh, Phil Spencer came on and said Watchdogs was going to be smart, uh, smart delivery, right? Smart yes. delivery, yeah. It, it, you would have to assume Sony's version of it will probably be the same as well. I would assume because it's third party. Yeah. yeah. So I will probably pick it up when it goes on sale on the PS4, Xbox One, okay. and see how well the smart delivery works and see like yeah. how all that. I want to I want to test that with a game that I'm not necessarily going to be deep deep into. Because right. let's be honest, guys. What's I think well really this week uh, with Ghost of Tsushima coming out, we have a pretty steady lineup of good games coming out about every month from now until the launch of the new consoles. And, and so that's without that's without Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo's lineup yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. So like backlogs are going to start becoming or are going to start filling up again. This game for me is a backlog game. It's going to be a uh, I need a little bit of time after I finish Cyberpunk 2077 and before hopefully I get uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I hope it's spring next year. Uh, But if I need a game to play that, I think this would be a perfect fit for that. That's what Uh, Watch Dogs 2 ended up being for me because I didn't I was like I really didn't care about the first one at all. It was very like eh, it's like a cheap GTA, I guess is what it sound what it seems like. That's exactly what I did too. But uh, Watch Dogs Two just expanded on it so much more and made it more like I don't know, like <laughs> cool in a way. Just I don't know, it just seemed more. It was, it was more interesting in this one, whereas the first one was just kind of bland. I mean, just real, real bland. So. Um, but I love. I I actually really liked the second one, and I love the music. I actually stand by why that be being one of the best soundtracks in a game. Like I really love Watch Dogs 2 soundtrack. So um and London looks really, really cool in Watch Dogs Legion in Watch Dogs Legion. It looks, it looks really, really amazing. cool. Yeah. Uh moving along, we've got Brawlhalla is getting cross play with everyone. And uh the 2D Fighter is also going to be coming out on mobile August sixth. Uh either of you guys did a Brawlhalla? Uh, I I it's a fighting game. I've played it. Uh it's uh <laughs> Boy, it's it's weird. It's it's fun in small stints. Uh, so mobile mobile makes a lot of sense for it. Um, I'm a little concerned about how that's going to affect the quality of matches for players who play PC or well PC console, whatever. You don't really play this game with a like a fight stick. It's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. But uh, compared to like other fighting game experiences, it's very watered down. But that's yeah. not a bad thing. There are, there are play, there's a place in fighting games for games like Brawlhalla where it's simpler it's much it's much more cartoony fun action uh especially with like all the characters that are offered um as like skins or that's one thing that Brawlhalla doesn't do a great job of is telling you like that these characters aren't like their own character it's literally just a skin for another character Mm -hmm. like um but that I mean that's still cool that's still fun the voice lines are different and uh, it gives the game a lot of personality. There's one if there's one thing this game isn't lacking, it's personality, and it is yeah. very, uh, very approachable and very easy to get into. So mobile makes yeah. a lot of sense, and I think it's going to make a lot of people uh, try the game uh, and play it, which is good because it's a good game. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you because I mean, Brawlhalla is just like it's very much. I think it's the best of like all the basic fighters, and I mean basic as in the most basic fighting <laughs> games. But I think it's definitely done the best. I mean, there's other ones like Brawl Out and other ones that just didn't quite work along with that. Uh, but it's not on PS Vita, so I don't care. I don't really care about Brawl. Long live the Vita. Uh, moving along, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. That's right, we're going to get mobile games coming out August 27th. Uh, trailer kind of look cool. I mean, eh. What you guys think? Fortnite, uh, but <laughs> Ubisoft skins. Yeah, yeah, people, people were putting out like Team Fortress 2, but with Ubisoft characters. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Because we yeah. saw this last E3. They didn't really show much about it. Um, other than that it was going to have, like, Sam Fisher and a couple other, like, well-known characters in it. Mm-hmm. And people are not happy about that. But, I mean... Can, can, we, can we take a second to appreciate that this has been a two E3 events for Ubisoft? <laughs> like, when does a mobile game get two spots? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't ready to come out, and they had... It has, like, one of their title characters that they know people really like. It makes a lot of sense that they're just trying to hype it up. Yeah to try and get some kind of like support base to at least go in and give it a try. And if it's fun, mm-hmm. then that'll start spreading the word of mouth and like the player base numbers and stuff that they can start toting to other people to try and get advertisement out. Very true. Uh, let's move along. We've got hyperscape. It's a battle Royale with a paranoid take on the future. Of course, we're reading from Kotaku, by the way, people, if you want to follow along, I uh, could, this is another big open, you know, a battle Royale game. Okay, I'll start with you. Do we welcome, need another... to, welcome to esports, boys. Uh, boy, yeah. they tried. They went real light on the Valorant approach uh, because they were offering drops to the closed beta for the last uh, week, two weeks. I don't remember exactly when they announced that it was gonna. I think I think it's been about a week and a half, maybe, when they announced that it was gonna. It was coming out. They gave like some details about it, and then they gave. They, they announced that people were playing it in closed beta, uh, and then there were gonna be drops through Twitch. But that only lasted for a week. Uh, over the course, I've got some uh, some numbers from Twitch metrics. Over the course of that, about uh, an average of like 32k viewers, 32.5k viewers for since since it first started being streamed. Uh, but there was a huge dip on July 8th up until today when it went into open beta, and now there's an average of almost 100,000 because some of the bigger mm-hmm. creators who didn't get a code um, are now in the game and they're playing it frequently. So. I think it's got a lot of potential. It looks cool uh, from people that have played it. I've heard it's uh, it's closer to like Apex. Uh, it's closer to what like Apex would have been if they implemented like cl- more of the Titanfall mechanics. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's a kind very of a fair cool thing. So I, I I think it has a chance to kind of stand out a little bit. It's definitely not going to get the numbers that like a, a, a typical shooter gets, or even like uh, it it might. If it if it gets the support it needs when upon full release when it hits uh, 1.0 or whatever if it might be able to reach apex numbers but I don't think it's going to be anything close to the other battle royales and the peak of uh, it did peak at one point at four 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 hundred thousand viewers so like it's got the potential there but uh, it's definitely got a ways to work. Austin, what's your thoughts on Hyperscape? This is one of those games where I'm just <laughs> I'm not I'm very much not into the beta testing of these types of games. I just like to see what's good and maybe I'll jump in there. I mean, you know me, I haven't played uh, really any of the 
you know, battle royale type games other than Warzone, and I I really don't even I prefer multiplayer over that. So um, for me, this is a game. You know, it it seemed interesting. I didn't get the story. <laughs> I didn't actually get what was going on, and I was like, well, it's a battle royale, so like. Doesn't it looked really matter. very uh, ready player one-esque. Yeah, from what we were yeah. Talking about it in our work chat when it came out, it's like, because uh, the Twitch chat was apparently spamming uh, ready player one in chat because that's mm-hmm. basically what the plot is. And then when the main character, main character, the the purple dude with the hood, uh, yeah. showed his face and he had the silver hair, uh, he looks very much like a fighting game player uh, named Leffen. So I, no. I, I brought that up. So. <laughs> Did you guys notice that this, this there does seem to be at least a story here as well? I mean, I they Ubisoft, do tease that darkness Ubisoft. is taking over. Yeah. I think that's very much Ubisoft's attempt to differentiate from the field because even if the gameplay is different, that's not enough to pull away from the battle royale like moniker. So mm. I think implementing a story, like they're trying to do what Fortnite does with their like events and stuff, but I think they're going to try and do it in a way where it's they have a story laid out at, at the front, the front end of it upon release. And then they're going to use those event style things to drop in mm. for actual yeah. story content rather than like what Apex does where events tell like all these battle royales do the event style stories where I think Ubisoft is going to try and tell a more traditional story that keeps evolving, maybe closer to like the division. Well, because they, did their production designer did mention seasons being implemented into this game. And so I could see them kind of following the line the lines of, of Apex Legends, where Apex, they don't do the chapter one, like, uh, or season three, chapter one that Fortnite does. Instead, it's just, hey, this is season three, it's week one, whatever the heck we're doing. Cool. Go out it there, looks, have fun. It like a division approach. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually excited for it. I, I've watched gameplay of it, and I, I, everything I've seen from it, I actually really like. I, I like think this is more my style. Yeah. It could be very, very cool. Guys, let's talk about the big two. And, of course, we're going to start here with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We finally got some gameplay. We finally got some gameplay. Austin, when you're looking at Assassin's Creed Valhalla, now you recently played through Origins. You haven't mm. played through Odyssey, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played Odyssey yet. Valhalla. What does it speak to you? It makes me want to just skip Odyssey and play Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, it looks very. I love. I love the way it looks, just plain and simple. I love how foggy it is, just like all the all the different scenes that they showed. Uh, the gameplay, it definitely looks more RPG ish. Even just like the HUD itself looks more, yeah. um, just my style. And I really like that they are. Uh, incorporating more of the assassin stuff like just playing through origins i felt like i was never an assassin i just felt like i was just you know bulldozing into fortresses and 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 not really having to use very much self i i I like that they're putting that back in the forefront and you know trying to blend in with different crowds and stuff like that so it it looks awesome i i'm I'm more into Norse mythology as well, so this is. I think it's cooler. I think it's lesser known. I think it's there's more. You know, everyone everyone knows a lot of Greek mythology, but this is the stuff that's just like it's kind of you know new new grounds to cover, and so I I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what this game is, and I honestly would <laughs> I could consider skipping Odyssey <laughs> and just going to Valhalla. You're able to dual wield shields in this one. Yes. You can do a <laughs> I lot love- of cool. I love when she just puts two shields up against her head and just like runs through people. It was just like, wow, that's just great. I'm down for that. Kale, what'd you think? 
Uh, I thought it was interesting that they admitted that this is like the first gameplay that they shown, even though at the uh, the Microsoft showing, they they said that they were going to show gameplay. I thought that yeah. was yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I got a chuckle out of that one, but like uh, like Austin said, uh, I, mean, I I played like the first like five ish hours of Odyssey, and I've really enjoyed it. I also I just love mythology in general. I read a lot of mythology books yeah. uh, in my spare time, so like Greek mythology, Norse mythology, it's all awesome. But I, I very much like the the lore of Norse mythology more. So uh, I'm going to try and beat Odyssey so I don't have to go back and play it after this because I know the improvements that they're going to add in this game are going to kind of ruin Odyssey's gameplay for me. Uh, but, like, from exactly what he said, like, the, the look, the feel, like, the grittiness of, like, all the areas compared to, like, the open blue skies and everything of Greece. Yeah. Like, just the just the visual representation and how they're trying to portray, like, this... Uh, that, that you're go you're not going to war you're going to fight for your people like you're going to be mm -hmm. on the on the front lines like just grinding out a place for like you that you can survive in and i really yeah. like the character interactions too from what they showed like obviously like the mouth movements and everything are very off because it was still like pre like pre pre-release gameplay footage but um like the character interactions the voice acting all seems really nice uh the like the interactions between like uh, that that Viking boss like Raud or whatever his name was, uh, mm -hmm. and like the different people like the, the king that you're trying to ally with, like all of that seems really really awesome and very Odyssey esque with like that that Norse twist where they're like throwing in the words and everything uh, from the, from the local like linguistics and everything. Uh, so I'm very excited for all of that. The, it, it's going to be such a cool, unique game. Like, you know, I know Nick and I talked about it during Top 100, but Origins and Odyssey are two of my favorite Assassin's Creed games made. I think Valhalla is just going to add to that legacy and the, and the benchmark that they've already kind of set themselves for. So, cannot wait for that. We got one more game we're going to talk about first, uh, or pokes. But first, let's take time out and tell you that this episode of Party Chat Reactions is brought to you by Raise Energy. Look, we have been talking about it nonstop, but it really does have no crash, no sugars. It's great energy drink. It's, dude, it's the best of both worlds. You get an awesome energy supplement, no crash. It's amazing. Go to repsports.com. Use the promo code LAMPARTY. You're going to get 15% off your order. Uh, and then, hey, check out the G-Pop. That's their new popcorn. Uh, if you're looking for a gluten-free, healthy solution uh, for uh, one of the most delicious snacks I've ever had, I, I just got a big box of cinnamon roll, and holy crap, mm, cinnamon that stuff roll. is good. Oh, dude. Oh, it touched my soul. Touched my soul. It was beautiful. Place that with uh, the Phantom Freeze. Uh, I drink it with the Apollo. And let me tell Apollo. you, dude, Apollo's I, pretty good. The Apollo's pretty dang great. And uh, yeah, I saw uh, Alexa drinking that uh, strawberry colada today. So. Oh, yeah. Everybody's getting addicted, people. That's just what we do. We make we make addictions happen here at Lamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get people addicted. We get they people. Sell, they quit their jobs for Raise Energy drinks. Oh my god! Then they get their something. jobs again because they need the money for Raise Energy drinks. Or Lex, Lex is just going to convince Target to just buy a ton of it using our code, and that's oh, you know, that's, yeah, that's how we do it all. She's the boss. Uh, she's the boss. You got to do what she says, y'all. Uh, people, Far Cry 6 got, you know, it, it, it got leaked early. It's official. And it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC, and next-gen consoles February 18, 2021. Uh, Kale, start with you. Far Cry 6, does it have your attention? Uh, visually, like, uh, and, like, as an entertainment, 
entity, like not 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 as a game. Let me. Uh, I'm not a Far Cry guy. I, I've never been a Far Cry guy. Like I, I've played Far Cry two, three, and uh, Primal, and never got into it. Uh, so I'm I'm not. I'm just out on that franchise. But like, I will watch somebody play it because like the visual, like visual style and like the storytelling of the games is always fantastic, and I appreciate that about them. So uh, that the trailer was awesome, uh, and that got my attention. I'm very excited for, uh, except like especially for uh, Giancarlo Esposito, like that. That yes, like if it wasn't leaked, that would have been such a good reveal. Absolutely, that, like yeah. that would have blown people away. And I'm so sad that like these kind of things get leaked because you know, as soon as they saw that it got leaked, they knew that people were going to be like, "Where's the like? What's the next thing? What's that one last thing at the end?" And it's just because like yeah. the consumer consumer mindset is. If we know it's there beforehand, that's not the thing that they're trying. Like that's not the thing we want. Right. And it's like I hate that because especially for like smaller conferences, well, just any game like video game conference, everybody feels entitled to like that one last reveal. And it's like if it gets spoiled, like this one was going to be that last reveal, and now people just feel underwhelmed. And if that's not Ubisoft's fault, that's yeah. just like the leakers and the fault of the. But like that, that's an entire, that's a thing that you guys could talk about on like a completely different podcast. It's just like mm. managing expectations in gaming. But like, I don't, I don't know. It looks, it looks really good. Like from that trailer, we, I, we haven't seen gameplay, but Far Cry gameplay is usually pretty, like it holds true to like the entire series. And from what Far Cry 5 was like, it, it's going to look good. It's going to play good. Uh, let's just see if they can up it from what Far Cry 5 was and make it like a truly special experience for everybody who loves that series. Yeah, Austin, you're you're kind of a Far Cry guy, though. Yeah, you I, I love Far Cry, and even more than Far Cry, I love Breaking Bad and Better Call oh, Saul. So, yeah. Esposito, and then the fact that Michael Mando might come back as as boss. Uh, you know, he's a kid in the in the in the in the trailer for Far Cry Six, but I'm I'm thinking we're probably going to see him as an adult as well later in the game i am interested on how this is going to play because are are we playing as a kid in the as the main character are we playing as the dictator are we playing as some I, other liberator that they haven't shown yet i mean there's a lot of there's a lot open there that like who are we supposed to be playing as because three four and five has been you know you're just this guy that got put into a really bad situation whereas this one's like we don't really know what this game is going to be i i mean we know that's going to be an open world we all first-person shooter there's gonna be plenty of settlements you know i'm sure all that far cry gameplay is gonna be there i love that stuff i love far cry and just the i i even do all the the treasures and stuff i love the just the checklist you know you know check these boxes get these items and all that stuff is in the far cry series so um but i i am really really excited you know especially those in this it's he's such a great actor and uh, he he makes a villain um, at, when he was Gus Fring in, in you know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Right. He is a villain that you love and hate at the very same time. And that's right. what all Far Cry villains really kind of do, except for Five. Uh, you don't really love him at all. <laughs> he's really, he's just really terrible. Well, it's just um, like how he controlled the, the screen just in this trailer alone and like his dialogue. Yes. And everything yes. that he, like just the presence he gave off and he's not even like actually, like him, he himself is technically yes on screen, but he's not being able to do the motions that he's usually known for. Right. Like, right. And the fact that his voice and just his presence enough was to like, was enough to control the entire, even when like it exactly. was showing the, the people outside rioting and stuff, like you were more focused on his voice and his storytelling. Yep. And that's something that 
any game villain needs, and he is going like I cannot wait to see like how he is used in this universe. Like he he will be one of the greatest villains. I have like I have no doubt in my mind that he will be one of the greatest villains. I'm not even yeah. trying to hype it up here. Like I he is so good at what he does and and he's right, he controls he controls the scene every time he is. And and when you're watching the trailer, you're like, I know this is a bad guy. I can understand what he's saying, you know, like I can yeah. I can kinda understand where he's getting at. So it's you know I, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. As soon as the leaks came, I was all for it. I was going to play Far Cry no matter what what yep. it is, but this has me even more excited than... I think 5 had me really excited, but this one has me even above that now. So that is gets better and better. Awesome. That is awesome. Guys, before we wrap it up, I, I do want to mention, so Ubisoft does announce that there is going to be another Ubisoft forward coming later mm-hmm. this summer. And is that where we're going to see some games that we're missing today? So games that we did Beyond get Good and Evil Two is not coming out ever. Just Beyond Good and Evil Two, <laughs> Gods and Monsters, that'll come. Uh, Skull and Bones was not there. I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, that I feel like that got pushed into that, that that's in the development it. hell. That, that missed its mark so hard. Like if that would have come out when they said it was going to come out, which I don't even remember yeah. what it was at that point. Now, like, when it first got announced, it was like it was. It looked like it was going to be okay because it was just going to be the ship fighting portion of Assassin's Creed Four, mm-hmm. essentially. And people love yeah. that, but it's like a full game based around that. If it if it was yeah. multiplayer, okay. it has its place. So, so I I I was in the alpha beta test okay. for Skull and Bones. It is a lot more fun than the game looked like at E3 two years ago. Okay. Um, I had such a great time with it. I mean, it it has a Sea of Thieves element to it, which is a kind of a weird thing to say, but it kind of does. The, it, it definitely takes the water mechanics from Black Flag and uses those to just brilliance. I the the so you have like five, four or five different level or four or five different types of ships you can use and so it is somewhat strategy based based around your team so you can have five on five or eight on or four on four matches as well i I honestly didn't think it was bad at all i thought it was a lot of fun and and i was i was really hoping it would be like a november release this year Uh, i think nick was also kind of hoping for that too and um yeah we didn't we didn't see it here i i still think it is coming out i think it's going to be a ubisoft forward the next one i think i think we're going to see a big push on that um guys yeah. go ahead oh i was gonna say i hope so because like that play, that game definitely has a place uh, i think it's missed its mark like pretty heavily like where it could have released mm. and had a bigger impact than what it will um, yeah especially with next gen coming and that game is definitely like a previous gen game uh but i mean that's kind of what ubisoft is known for like that th- like we've already we already know that almost all these except for maybe if beyond good and evil 2 does come out in the future at that point, this is not going to be a cross-gen thing. It's going to be next-gen. Yeah. Because like, we know nothing about that game. Unless, like, the next forward, like, has a deep dive on that and it's coming out within, like, the next year or something, then it's going to be just next-gen. Whereas Gods and Monsters, we know, I'm pretty sure they said, is going to be cross-gen. Uh, and I think they even said Switch. Uh, I'm interested to see where they, like, land with Switch development for yeah. some of these titles. Uh, because we know a lot of them aren't going to be coming to Switch. It just makes sense yeah. because of development and, like, uh, and, and, and Ubisoft and Nintendo have a great relationship. Yep. Yeah. So, so. Uh, we, didn't, we can even expect another crossover at some point, hopefully. Uh, maybe with uh, maybe with another Rabbids game, because I know a lot of people would really look forward to that, because that game was uh, a yeah. very nice surprise. 
I would like to point out this this one did break the record. We didn't get just dance for the Wii. Uh, well, technically, we don't. Like, hey, hey, you never know. Maybe that's the highlight of the next. Uh, I was gonna say I would say anything. <laughs> we haven't heard yet. about it. We have, it doesn't break the record until we get a reveal. Yeah, I'm just saying this is this is the first time by it's July. It doesn't count. We doesn't don't count. have a just dance coming. We don't have it yet. Uh, Logan, there's I'm always telling hope you, for those Wii users. There will be a Nintendo event soon, and they will release. I hope they will release it on Wii, Wii U, and Switch. Be in that demo reel at the end of the at the end of the the next yep. direct. Yeah, it's just yep. animated bunnies dancing and oh gosh, like every year, man, the Just Dance, like oh this, oh god, dang it, the Just Dance, never mind. But we we really didn't get any of the indie type stuff from Ubisoft, and I don't know if that's gonna be. I want it. Know, I, that's what I want. I want. Yeah. That. On Gods and Monsters. I want to hear if Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming out, dang it. I don't care about that <laughs> franchise at all. I just want to know because they've talked about it some like for how many years now? But see, yeah. but see, it's more of a passion project than it is a, I think, reality project. I'm sorry, but because um, I think Austin, Austin and I have talked about it at length. It's like, man, that hype trailer that they put out two years ago when they officially announced it was like, it's a lot of flash and no substance here. Where's some like gameplay? What is this game actually? What actually is this game? And then last year, was it last year that we got the hit record? Was gonna be doing some stuff with it, the uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah, stuff? Or... They, yeah, they yeah. Force music and that became a whole debacle. Yeah, and so yeah. Man, I just and I ha- it, it it it's weird for nothing to have been said between now and then yeah. about it. Like, surely Schreier would have posted something about it. Like, oh, man, they're doing this or they're doing that. And mm-hmm. we just haven't seen anything out of Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's why I don't think it's I, I, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Stop doing that. Just get a Splinter Cell instead. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kale, Austin, thank you guys so much for doing this. Of course, people, you can come and check out all of our reactions. Go to Spotify. Go to... Pretty much wherever you get your podcast, we're pretty much everywhere. It's kind of awesome. Uh, thank you to uh, Anchor for making all that happen, uh, guys. Thank you so much. Glad you could join us. And uh, if you're at home, you know, video games are cool. Be safe. Stay at home. Wear a mask. mask. Do all that stuff. Play video games without a mask at home. You can do that. <laughs>